Okay, let me get started. We're at the very, very bottom of the Gimel of a bit. Uh, today, we just concluded saying that Koresh uh, and Daryavish and Artakshas is all the same person. And we explained that the reason there seems to be a discrepancy in the calculation of their of the years is because when he was good, then we counted the years like a Jewish king. But when he was his meats, when he got spoiled, when he was like bad, so we counted his years like a regular non-Jewish king, which is from, uh, from Tishrei. Okay, so Gemara says, Rav Kahana umi Rav Kahana taxes. That's what he's talking about. Did he really get bad? Why are you saying that? Behaktiv, but it says in Ezra Parah, I'm going to read to you from the actual Pasuk uh, here. It says, Uma chashchan uvnei torin vidichrin viimrin laalavan laalaha shemaya chintin melach chamar umeshach kameimar kahanaya dibir shalem lahevei mityahev lahom yom biyom dilo shalu. So obviously that needs no translation, just joking. Um, so it means as follows. Umach hashchan, it means uh, and that which they need, okay, what they need, b'nei torin, what do they need? B'nei torin, which is young bulls, um, like a tor, is like a shore. Dichrin, rams, and imrin are lambs. Le'alavan is like for olot, like the same, like, like an ola, for burnt offerings. Le'alad shmaya, for that God in heaven. Chintin is like the word chita, it just has a nun in there, okay, but it's a chita, so it's wheat. Melach, uh, that's salt. Chamar is wine. Like, you know, we, uh, right, that's, uh, the Gemara also has a word, Chamar is wine. Umishach, right, Mashcha, the Gemara has, is oil. Kameyamar, Kameyad, Yerushalayim, just like with the word, like according to the word of the priest in Yerushalayim. Lehevan, Bitayev, Lahom, it should be given to them, Yom, Yom, each and every day. Dilo, Shalu, without fail. Meaning that he's promising, the king is promising the people in Yerushalayim all these supplies for the functioning of the Beit HaMikdash. So if that's the case, why are you saying that he uh, got, you know, he chmiz and he's like turned bad? He's great. What do you mean? He's providing us with everything. So Amr lo Rebbe Yitzchak, so Rebbe Yitzchak says to him, Rebbe, mitunach, I can use your exact argument, I'll use the exact same Pasuk and explain how that is not good. Why? Because the next verse says, Right, the whole point, why am I giving you all these things? So I'll just read the translation here. It says that they may offer sacrifices of sweet savor to the God of heaven, and, and here's the key point, and pray for the life of the king and of his sons. Meaning, why is he giving you all these things? Not because he's being so nice to you and he cares about the Jewish people and he wants the Beit HaMikdash to function, function properly. It's that he thinks he's going to get a benefit from it. He wants him and his sons to have long life. So he figures, okay, the Jews, if they pray to their God, that can't hurt. That will be helpful to him. So it's all selfish. So you see how you can take the exact same uh, performance, you know, the exact same action, and you can have a negative perspective and you have a positive perspective. So the positive perspective that Rafkana has is, what do you mean? He's giving us all these wonderful things. It's great. And the negative perspective is, yeah, he's doing it, but it's just because he has ulterior motives just for himself. Right? So you can always apply that to, you know, uh, presidential visits and things like that. Oh, he did this, he did that, he said this, he said that. You know, either you're going to be celebrated or you're going to be cynical about it. But it's, you can have both both perspectives. So Gemara uh, responds to Rabbi Yitzchak and says, well, what are you talking about? Why is that so bad? What, if someone does something like this, that's not, it's not a good thing. It's not good to get, do the right thing for ulterior motives. But we have a brighter. It's found in Masech Absachim, but Basra too. 
still she is Yuba, and I don't know the mayor on this on the side. It's on the side. Um, that if someone says, I'm going to give this seller, this coin to Sadaka, so that my children live, I should merit Olam Haba. Okay, so you see the person is giving tzedakah, which is a good thing, but he's doing it for ulterior motives. How is that tzedakah more? He said, Sadiqa more, so it's perfect, it's great. Who cares about your eternal mode? Who cares why you're doing it? In the end, the poor person gets help. You did a wonderful thing. So why are you getting upset at Daryavesh, Koresh, Artak Shasta, and saying that he's spoiled because of this, right? He's Cham Hichmit. Mar says, Lo Kasha, there's a difference. Kam be Israel, Kam be Bekochavim. The difference is, one has to do with the Jew. If a Jew does it, so then even for alternative moments, it's good. Well, it's about, Rashi will try to explain in a second. As opposed to Bekochavim, idolaters, there, even the alternative motives really ruins it. Look at Rashi explained. Why Kam be Israel? This is the last wine line on top of Rashi. Shalibola Shamayim. The Jew really has his heart in the right place for Shamayim. Okay, the Imiriin lo Bechayav. And if the thing doesn't work, let's say he does this mitzvah, gives this stuff, and it doesn't work. He doesn't complain and sort of blame God for that. He'll blame himself and say, oh, I wasn't worthy. Like, I did that mitzvah. They must have done like a bunch of sins that counterbalance that one. Or, right? But the if he doesn't get what he thought, he starts yelling and like, you know, rebelling against God, etc., etc. So the assumption is that the Obi Kochavim, the ulterior motives, really indicates a lack of faith in God. Whereas the Jew, um, the, the, the quote unquote ulterior motive, maybe that helps motivate you a little bit, but really you have the right thing in mind. The sort of assumptions that we're making in terms of how the, you know, the, uh, the relation one has with God. Okay, so that is the first attempt at suggesting that uh, he was hichmitz. And again, you can uh, you can go both ways with it. Be by the ema If you want, we can say a different uh, different source for where he seems to have gone wrong. The king dichtiv, as it says, this is earlier in the same parak in Ezra, talking about uh, materials for the meitim megdash. It says nidbachin di eben galal talata vinidbachti achadat. Is that as far as we go here? Oh, v'nafkata min beit malka tit yahav. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that he took, um, let me just get the exact translation here, it says with three rows of great stones, I think it often says that it is uh, marble, he took like rows of marble, and a row of wood, one row of wood, um, and let the expenses be paid out of the king's house. Okay, so again, he's providing materials for the building of the Beit HaMikdash. So what's going on here? So why did he do it like this? Why did he do it when there's one, three rows of marble and one row of wood? So listen to this. Savar, he thought, If the Jews rebel against me, I will burn the, I'll burn the, the structure with fire. Okay? And then what's going to happen is, because the whole thing's been three rows of marble on the row of wood, if the wood burns up, the whole structure can collapse. So it seems like a nice thing to do in the first place, but he made a specific construction plan which would allow him to have like an out, right, which would destroy us. So that's bad. So Kumar says, I don't know. Atu Shlomo didn't Shlomo do the exact same thing? He did three rows of hewn stone, Gazit is hewn stone, and a row of uh, cut cedar wood. So Shlomo also had wood mixed in with stone. 
Our answer is Shlomo Milamala, view Milamata. One difference is that Shlomo made the wood higher up, and he did it further down, meaning on the underneath, I guess, the base. So if you burn that one, the whole thing collapses. Shlomo Shake Bibanyana. Shlomo had the wood sort of um, shakua, like uh, um, uh, stuck in into the building. He didn't have it done that way. It wasn't hidden. Shlomo uh, was plastering. He plastered the wood with besida, with plaster. But he, the Koresh or the Yavesh, uh, didn't do so. So when Shlomo did it, it was still protected. The wood was there, but it was all protected and there was no danger of, let's say, fire destroying the whole thing, uh, as opposed to the way the uh, Yavesh or Koresh did it. So that was the uh, that was a negative element of the construction plan. Okay, Rabbi Yosef became Rabbi Yitzchak or Amar Minalan de Achmit. So he had a different source, a third source now of something that they did that the king did wrong. Mehafe, um, here's the source. It says Nechemia. Well done. Let's turn the page. So it says here, the king says, uh, the king said to me, and the Shagal, the uh, the queen, okay, this word Shagal, the queen was sitting by him. Okay, so we're gonna have a discussion about this word Shagal. Okay, which normally in shot means the queen. My Shagal, says the Gemara, what is this? Amarabar Lema, Mishme de Rav. So Rabbar Lema said the name of Rav, Kalbata. It means it was a dog, a female dog. Meaning, the implication is that the king was involved in bestiality. He was treating the, this dog like the queen, so to speak. Okay, so that is pretty bad. I mean, that's not bad in terms of his behavior towards the Jews, but it's just bad in terms of his overall behavior. So Gemara asks, yeah, so Elameyata, but if that's the case, if you're going to claim that the word Shegal here means dog, Hadichti, perhaps this following pasuk in Sefer Daniel. Let me turn to Sefer Daniel for a second. Sorry, turning back and forth so far. Um, it says as follows. Okay. Perkei pasuk of Gimel. Va'almare Shemaya hitramamta ulamanaya divate haitiv. Kadamach, the ant, the rabbanach, shegalatach. That's where we're going. Ulachinatach, hamra, shatin behom. That's where we're going here, yes. That's good. Yeah, shatin behom. Okay, shatin behom. Okay, so what this means is, fellas, he's talking to Nebuchadnezzar, I think, here. He says that you have lifted yourself against the Lord of Heaven. And you brought the money, the vessels, the kelim of this house before you, meaning like you've taken the kelim to the Beit HaMikdash. Ve'ant you and your lords, meaning like the, the, like the, the uh, ministers, and Shegalatach, and your wives, it sounds like. Shegalatach sounds like wives. And your concubines, Chamra Shatin, they drink wine uh, with you, okay, with, with, the, with these kelim. Okay, so that's a, it's a criticism of the Bukhadnezzar. Now, and if the word Shegal means dog, what, can a dog drink wine? That's what's very strange. Like the criticism is you and you're all these things, and, and, right, and including the, uh, the Shegal, they're all drinking wine. Dogs don't drink wine. So my answer is, sounds like one of those like, uh, classic jokes, you know, like, dogs drink wine, what's like the riddle, like, 
Dogs don't drink wine. The answer is, well, this dog drink wine. Right? So that kind of classic joke. So it says, Hello, uh, Tasha. You teach it to drink wine. No big deal. Like, you can always teach a dog to drink wine. Okay, it's not so bad. Okay, Elamayantis. Maybe we have a different puzzle that seems to indicate that Shegal doesn't mean dog. The daughters of kings um, visit you standing uh, straight, the Shegal on your right, with these fancy clothes. Again, if the Shegal is a Kalbata, is a dog, what's he telling them? Uh, what's he telling them? It seems like a strange thing. Like, it seems supposed to be complimentary. They're going to have, like, the Shegal standing there. It's all great. But if it's a dog sitting there, like, that's not very complimentary. So he says, Hachi Kamar. So he says, well, I'll tell you, Bishar Shechaviva Torah Lisrael Kishegal, but Ovi Kochavim, and the remerit that the Torah is as, as, uh, as beloved to the Jews as a Shegal, as a dog is, to not to the idolaters, Sachitim Lekatim Lefir. You marry this Katim Lefir, like this special stuff. So the idea is that the Shegal. We're, we're reading the psukim as if the shagal could be like a dog. Certainly, it's a dr- it's a drash interpretation. Certainly, shot interpretation. All these cases of the shagal means queen, but that's what we can uh, we can sort of you know reread it in, in a drash type of way that it is uh, a dog. Okay, maybe really Shagal really is a queen. For Rabba Barlema, Gemara Gamirla. But Rabba Barlema has like this Mesorah. Gemara Gamirla, he has like this Mesorah that um, this happened, that he was behaving in this inappropriate way with the bestiality. But my Karle Shagal, so then why they call the dog a Shagal? Shaita Chaviva Alav Kishagal. Because he was so was so beloved to him like a queen. Like he loved the dog like he loved the queen. So the weird Inami alternative. He placed the dog where the queen would sit, like maybe like in the throne or something like that. Uh, okay, so those are all different uh, ways of looking at this idea that again, what, he, what went wrong with Daryavish Koresh Artak Shasta is that he had a committed bestiality with the dog. Okay, that's the idea. Despite all these two that may be mitigated against it, that's one way to understand it. Okay, so far so good. Okay. He by name alternatively minalan dachmit. Another source for that shows that he did something wrong. Mehacha from here in Ezra uh, says as follows: Ad kesef kikarin mea. He's telling us how many things he's how many how much money or how many um, uh, supplies he's going to provide for the Jews. So for a, for a silver, uh, one hundred kikarin, one hundred talents of silver. It's a measurement. Ve'ad chantin and for. Excuse me for wheat, kurin mea, one hundred kur of uh, of uh, wheat. For abchemar, for wine, batin mea, a hundred uh, we we'll call it baths. Okay, there's a, you know different uh, measurements. The batin mishach mea, and again for oil, mishach like uh, it's oil is another hundred baths. Umelach diloktav and uh, salt, like it was not written down, meaning it's just unlimited salt. Okay, so what's the problem with that? That sounds great. He's giving us a lot of things. Marana says, Me'ikara below kitsuta, v'hashta b'kitsuta. Originally there was no limit, and now there's a limit. I mean, originally he just gave us whatever we needed. And now he's limiting uh, you know, a specific amount for all these things. So you see that he went bad, meaning now he's giving the things, but it's a very limited way. We don't like that. Where says, well, I don't know, but Dilma me'ikara lohava kinle bikitsuta. Maybe originally he didn't know like, what the limits should be. Like originally, when you start, let's say, like, a business or something, you don't know how much you're going to need to function on a regular basis. So you just say, oh, whatever I need, I'm going to provide. But then when you have a sense of what the budget should be, so you set a budget, that's just being responsible. So maybe that's what it is. 
Ella, rather, Miss Avrata, Kedeshanani, Minkara. So, rather, forget this answer, we'll go with the other answers. But the point is, we have many different suggestions as to how uh, this, uh, this uh, king went wrong. So, even though originally we counted his years like Malcha Yisrael from Nisan, then later, uh, later in his life, we counted his years from Tishrei, like all non Jewish kings. Uh, rather, it's, it's, it makes sense. It's clear as we learned originally. Like, it makes more sense to say as we learned originally. Like they use that. Meaning the source for how he was dead from one of the other sources, not this particular one, because this one you can justify. The limits here you can justify. Okay? And I think we're not to say, we'll just do uh, probably two more minutes. The Regalim, when it comes to Regalim, we see we start from Al of Nisan as well. So Gemara says, Regalim, Why would you start counting Regalim from the first of Nisan? You should count from the 15th of Nisan, because that's when Pesach falls out, right? Chagam is the 15th of Nisan. It seems weird to start counting the holidays from the first of Nisan. What holidays on the first of Nisan? There is none. So Amar of Sista, Regal Shabo, Rosh Hashanah, the Regalim. Okay, so the Rav says, no, no, it means it's like the Echad bin Nisan, meaning that's like the month in which the Regalim begin. If you look at Rashi here, he says, Regal Shehu Bachodesh Hanichnas Be'echad bin Nisan Hu. Rosh Hashanah Le Regalim. Okay, so it, it is, meaning, so Echad bin Nisan, it's like you hit the month where that first of the Regalim is. Okay, so that's the, the point. Why does it matter to have a Rosh Hashanah for Regalim? Like, why does that even matter to us at all? Like, do you just have the Regalim? We have the different holidays. We know when Pesach is. We know when Shavuot is. We know when Sukkot is. What's that? Why does it matter to have a Rosh Hashanah for Regalim? The Gemara says, Nafkamina, there's a practical uh, application, Linoder. Okay, if someone makes a vow, why? To, uh, to apply to him the Isser of Baal Ta'acher. There's a, when someone makes a vow, so you have to fulfill your vow within a certain amount of time. Okay? And otherwise, you violate the Isser of Lo Ta'acher Shamo. Do not delay in paying or you know, fulfilling the vow. For Rabbi Shimon, and this is according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, whether it's somebody who makes a vow, or uh, is Magdish, and he uh, sets something aside for the Beit HaMikdash, or Ma'arich, like he um, donates the value of something, like we have the end of Parsha Bechukota, we just had last week's Parsha, Arachin, right, that everything has a certain value. Yeah, right, so Kevan Shavrul of Gimel Regalim. Rabbi Shimon says, once three Regalim pass by, over Bebal Ta'acher. Okay, you violate this or Bal Ta'acher of delay. Rabbi Shimon Omer, that's not common. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Gimel Regalim Kisidran. He says, no, you don't violate it when three Regalim pass. You only violate it when three Regalim have passed in order from beginning to end. And the first one is Chagamatzot. So, for Rabbi Shimon's opinion, it matters to know when the Rosh Hashanah, quote unquote, for Regalim is, because that's when the counter starts for violating the Isra Baltachir. So, it starts only when Chagamatzot hits. So, Chagamatzot, Chagashavot, Chagasugot, then you'll be Chayah. How do we see? The Chenea Rabbi Shimon Yuchai Omer, and it's in Sosa Rabbi Shimon Yuchai, which presumably is Rabbi Shimon. Regalim, Pamim Gimel, Pamim Dal, Pamim Chamishom. When it comes to Regalim, sometimes three Regalim pass and you violate Baltachir, sometimes four Regalim pass, and sometimes five Regalim pass before you violate Baltachir. Ketzan has a work. Now, Darlif Neha Pasach, if you make the another before Pasach, so Gimel, so you only have three, because Pasach is the first regal, and it's the first of the, of the year anyways. If you did before Shavuot, so you have to have Shavuot, Sukkot, and then again, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. And if Nechag, before Sukkot, Arba'a, because you have Sukkot, and then you start again, Pesach, Shavuot, and then Sukkot. We will stop there. Shkach.